your long-term boyfriend or long-term girlfriend or fiance or spouse, this is the kind of thing that they actually ought to know because it actually affects them. My name is Father Mike Schmitz, and this is Ascension Presents. Uh, so recently, I've gotten a number of emails or people contacting me, uh, maybe even some, some in-person conversations uh, with couples, basically. And one of the questions that has come up, or one of the issues that has come up, I'll just give you a description. Here's Jack and here's Jill. Jack and Jill have been dating for X amount of time. We'll say like a year, two years, somewhere in there. And when they first started dating, uh, they were they said, we really want to be honest with each other about uh, a lot of things, about everything, right? And so what about... Well, we'll say it delicately or indelicately. I'm not sure. We'll just say it. Where are you at with pornography and masturbation? Where are you at with impure images and impure actions alone, right? And um, they had that conversation and Jack or Jill says, oh, not a problem. No big, no, that's not, yeah, that's not, that's not part of my life. Then they keep dating for say a year, a uh, year and a half. And then at one point, Jack or Jill says to the other person, okay, um, I have to confess something to you. Um, this is a part of my life. Now, whether it's a small part of my life, an occasional part of my life, or like a, a bigger part of my life, that's that's up for debate. But here's Jack or Jill, then here's this news, and it's like, wait a second, what do I do with this? Because there's two issues. One is because uh, you weren't honest with me originally, and I've been kind of entering into this relationship and growing with you, maybe under some false pretenses. What do you do with that? The second thing is, what do we do now? Because this is a part of your life. I don't know, how do I know that I can not just trust you to be honest with me, but trust you in this particular area. So I see two issues right here, right? The two issues are, um, up to this point, have you been lying to me? Is that something I can get past? Um, does that, that kind of eats away, chips away at trust? The other is, um, can I trust that you are growing? Can I trust that you are doing something about this and, and not bringing this into our relationship? The difficulty uh, comes from the fact that in our country, um, I think the average age of anybody, maybe boy or girl, doesn't matter, uh, that they see pornography is roughly seven years of age or eight years of age. So it's, it starts so young. And, and because why? Because pornography in our, in our culture, in our country, has the three A's. It is available, it is affordable, it's typically free, and it's anonymous. And so we have this problem, and that problem is that it's everywhere around us. Every one of us has been affected by this. Um, it also has this other issue that is it's a bit embarrassing, or that interactions with oneself are particularly embarrassing or particularly shameful. So now you have this conversation, you just started dating this person and like, okay, you've been dating for a you know, month and you seem like a great person and we're kind of, this is getting more and more serious. Say, does this thing that you potentially have some embarrassment um, about and some shame over, is this part of your life? The natural reaction for, I think, virtually anybody would be able to, would, would be tempted towards dismissing that. Would be tempted towards saying like, no, this is not a part of my life. Not because I want to deceive you, but because I'm not ready at this point to trust you to the point of vulnerability. Now, should a person uh, be upset about that? Like, should the person who was deceived, essentially, or lied to, to be upset about that? They have a right to be, obviously. We all have a right to be upset when someone doesn't tell us the full truth. But this is a kind of occasion where it is not necessarily the case that the other person was, <laughs> said like this, had a right to the truth. Is it lying if the other person does not have a right to this particular truth? With your dating, are you kidding? They have a right to know this. They might have a right to know this ultimately. But if it's been, we've been dating a month, we've been dating two months, trust still has to grow to a place where we can actually know that I can be vulnerable with you. Um, especially, think about this, consider this. Jack or Jill, who's, who, brings, who says, who has this as part of their life. 
this is likely one of the things that they are more embarrassed about or more ashamed of out of anything else in their um, in their life, possibly. And so in this scenario, it is a bit premature to have that kind of conversation. Now, to have the conversation that says, like, hey, I strive for a life of purity, and do you strive for a life of purity too? Like, yes, and they, to talk about things like this, like, that's a good thing. You're, you're kind of getting to know the person. But to kind of essentially be put on the spot after dating for a month or two months is possibly too soon to know that the person is gonna be entirely honest, entirely vulnerable uh, with the other. Does that make sense? If Jack or Joe were coming to me and saying, what do I do with this? They lied to me. I would say, well, let's do this first thing first. Let's take this with a grain of salt. Let's give some benefit of the doubt and let's acknowledge that this is probably something that uh, they carry a lot of shame about. This is something they carry a lot of embarrassment about. And now they have told you the truth. So what do you do with that? Okay, so that's the first thing. It's like, okay, should I be mad? Well, you can, you have a right to be mad. Should I be hurt? You have a right to be hurt. But also we have to ask the question, did I have a right to know that two months in? Or did I, was I expecting too much vulnerability too soon, two months in? And the second part is what do I do with it now? And I would say this, I would say, um, now that you've had that trust, you have that vulnerability with each other, the next step is how do I know if I can trust this person? Well, question. Are they doing everything in their power to be free of this? People say, well, should I be their accountability person? I would not recommend that right away. I don't think necessarily a romantic partner should automatically be the accountability person uh, for the other. Um, I think that if you're a guy, you should have a guy who's your accountability person. If you're a woman, you should have a woman. That's your accountability person. Because um, you still might break up. Now, if you're married to each other, maybe that is the case. If you're engaged to each other, maybe that is the case where your spouse or future spouse is your accountability person. But at this point in your life, right, it, it sometimes can be um, too heavy of a weight to bear as a, as a boyfriend or a girlfriend. But I have to keep them in, in the loop. I, what I need to do is I need to keep them in the loop. So two things. I need to find some accountability. And I'm not talking about optional accountability. I'm talking about automatic accountability that even if I don't want to be accountable with this person, I have to be. So that's one why I always recommend Covenant Eyes. I think Covenant Eyes is fantastic because like it or not, you put it on your devices, on your computer, on whatever, um, it sends an email to that accountability person, even if you didn't want to be accountable in this particular moment. It sends that information to that person. So A, accountability. And then B, you bring that other person in, the romantic person. You bring that girlfriend or boyfriend in on this and say, if we're growing in trust and we're growing in vulnerability, um, I need you to know, here's how this last week has been, or here's how this last month has been. Because they need to know, if they can trust you, they need to know you're doing everything in your power to be able to be free. Because that's the thing, it's like, why am I making a big deal about this particular sin in romantic relationships is because this particular sin distorts romantic relationships. It actually is directly, it directly affects romantic relationships. Your long-term boyfriend or long-term girlfriend or fiance or spouse, this is the kind of thing that they actually ought to know because it actually affects them. They should know, that you should be able to prove to them until trust has been clearly established that you're doing everything you possibly can to get free. Is it a deal breaker? That's the, that's the ultimate question. Is this a deal breaker? It doesn't have to be. If I can say, okay, the reason you didn't tell me the truth right away is because, yeah, it's a big deal, but now you're telling me the truth and I can get past that. 
And secondly, if I can say, okay, I can see this. I can see you're doing everything you possibly can to be free of this. So then trust can continue to grow and trust can continue to be regained. Um, and our relationship can continue to move forward. I think those are really uh, simple. They're basic. I don't think it's asking too much to uh, see someone, uh, to ask that someone does that. And anyways, that's what I think. Uh, let me know. Actually, you can write, write, write in the comments. Like, what do you think? Like, is that like completely crazy? Is this completely way off the, the mark? Am I completely missing it? What do I say at the end? Uh, oh, from all of us here at Attention Presents, my name is Father Mike. God bless.